Hello, and welcome to Ruta Cosmic Wisdom. I'm Amy. And I'm Alexis. We chat about astrology, archetypes, and spirituality, exploring how these and more can be woven into the day-to-day energy of life. So we'd like to invite you to settle into your body and join us. Good morning, Amy. How are you doing today? Good morning, Alexis. I am riding the waves. How are you? Good. Yeah, we are right on the edge of moving into Pisces season. So we're recording this on February 17th and tomorrow, February 18th, the sun enters Pisces. So we're right on the edge of moving into Pisces season, that transition. Um, Yeah, and I'm excited to dive into Pisces season and everything that is to come for the month. Yes, the moving into the to, into the vapor, the misty uh, allness of Pisces season, and really feeling it. Um, and we're we're in the we're in the waves. We're still in the energy of this big Leo full moon that was yesterday. Yes, yeah. So just where we are now, as you know, we're entering Pisces season. We just had that full moon you mentioned, full moon in Leo. And it was a big one. It also, you know, I was realizing the new moon in Leo was on Lionsgate. And so that always adds extra energy, right, to that full moon. Um, And that was just for that year, right? That's just for this particular full moon in Leo. So we had that. And also was the same day that Venus and Mars had their conjunction. So there's more to come because they're going to have a third conjunction in March, but yeah, that's, that's a lot of this energy that was, that happened on February 16th with that full moon in Leo. So yeah, we're definitely in, um, a lot of feels like it's bringing to the surface, like a lot of these deep desires and these, um, things that want to be created for the year. When we talk about, um, you know, the year of 2022, we did our overall forecast for the year. And one of the big themes was Jupiter and Neptune in Pisces. So I feel like we'll touch on that a lot because that happens um, on April 12th. But I feel like as we move into Pisces season, there's going to be highlights of that. And so all of the energy that we've been building up to this year is really helping us move towards this idea of what we really want, our dreams and and how we can live that out. And in in the meantime, it's like all the stuff that we need to release in order to get there. And I feel like that's a big piece of Pisces season. So Pisces is the last sign of the Zodiac. And that means it comes with this ending, this letting go, this release, as we get ready to move into Aries season, which is the beginning of the astrological new year, which is when things start to blossom and bloom and we can begin to move forward. It's like, we have to still, um, you know, before we can do that, we have to release and shed the things that don't work. So I feel like Pisces season always every year comes with a lot of releasing just because it's the end of the year, um, astrologically. And then, yeah, there's a lot of other pieces that we'll touch on. And I feel like because we have Jupiter and Neptune, who are the two rulers of Pisces in Pisces right now, as we move through all of Pisces season, there's going to be a lot of things that get activated, kind of pointing us towards um, that conjunction that comes. And then knowing that we have the whole year of unfolding, because Jupiter 
moves into Aries and then moves back into Pisces towards the end of the year. So that's kind of an overall um, picture because I feel like we're going to touch on a lot of those mm -hmm. things as we move through Pisces season. So yeah, that's kind of that overall picture as we move forward for the month. Yeah. Encouragement to visit with episode 29 throughout 2022, because episode 29 is our 2022 forecast. And we really um, took the time to dive into things like the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction and the Uranus-North Node conjunction, which will happen later in the year. And to dive into some of these bigger aspects that are overall themes that are going to carry us through, including the U.S. Pluto return, which we are definitely feeling the energy of that, um, which happens like the first, the first hit is next week. Um, so let's, should we dive into the aspects? Yeah, let's dive in. So we mentioned that on February 18th, the sun enters Pisces. So that um, will be there. The sun will be in Pisces for the whole month. And I feel like as the sun moves through, it gets to illuminate different pieces of Pisces, right? So we'll get to, um, we'll feel into later in the season, the sun will meet up with Jupiter and Neptune and then uh, move out of Pisces. So that's the whole year. We're just getting highlights. Um, I feel like definitely this almost preview of what's to come in April is how it feels as the sun moves through. It's like kind of spotlighting um, mm -hmm. different areas for us. Yeah, and this we're in, because we're a day past the full moon, we've got the releasing energy of Pisces plus the releasing energy of this waning moon with the sun spotlighting, you know, like, is this, is this really what you want to carry forward? Is this how you want to, move into this next stage of life because we are, you can feel how big this shift is. And I know I've certainly seen it with clients. I've seen it in my private life. Like people, people are feeling it on a really deep level, even if they're not conscious of, well, it's, this is what I'm feeling. I can tick, tick, tick these boxes there is a feeling of what are we, what are we ready to shed? What are we ready to let go of? And this first couple of weeks of Pisces season, Pisces season with that Pisces energy, with the waning moon coming in, as we move towards the new moon um, happening in a couple of weeks is it just feels so like a spotlight on, do you want to keep this? Is this something you want to keep in your backpack and carry forward with you? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like there can often come a frustration of like, I just want to be here. Like, I just want to be, you know, and that's such a human thing of like always having our eyes ahead. And I feel like that's bringing us really um, into the present. Like it's really, cause we have to just be with what is. It's also Pisces is a water sign. So bringing up the different emotions that are coming and the um, connection to our intuition and just being really present with what is, because there's a lot, I mean, and there always is, but there's a lot to just shed. And, and that's beautiful. Like we need that, right? Like when you don't, like after a good cry, you feel good right? Like you need to go through these cycles. And so it's just another piece of the cycle, even though, you know, 
culturally, it's like productivity and moving forward and like, yes, all that stuff. And um, that's not the whole cycle, right? So it's really like embracing and just being okay with where you are right now. And I feel like Pisces season really um, kind of forces us to do that because it's really gonna show us all of the things um, that we're needing to release. And that's good, that's beautiful and we need that. And so I think it's just really taking that time to be present in what with what is. Yeah, to bring your discernment to the nuances of, does this thing feel uncomfortable? because I need to move through it to get to the gift on the other side? Or does this thing feel uncomfortable because I don't need to carry it around anymore? Um, and it's, it's like really honing our discernment, which can be hard in Pisces because it is, um, Pisces is a water sign. It is a mutable water sign and Pisces is, is vapor and mist. It's, it's foggy. It's water in the air where it's just everywhere. Like if cancer is the ocean and Scorpio is fiery water, or even I've heard, you know, Scorpio referred to as cold water, like frozen water. It's deep and frozen. It's like, you know, glacier level frozen. Um, Pisces becomes our water in the air. It's vapor. Um, I I was talking to a a woman last night who was telling me that she had a dream that she was swimming through the air. And she's like, I just don't understand it where I, she's like, I get it. We're in Aquarius season. And I was like, and we're going into Pisces season, which is vapor and water, like airborne water. Um, so there's just, there's that it's a very diffuse, like when I think about vapor, it's, it just, you watch it come up and it just kind of becomes part of the air. So there is a real interconnection with Pisces. Um, And what do you value enough, like the discernment, what do you value enough to take forward with you as we move into this next stage, as we move into this next shift? And oftentimes, even with the things we feel resistance to going into them and going through them does result in a shedding of the head of these stuff. So we can just hold the gift. Yeah. Yeah. And I think another piece um, to mention with Pisces is there can often come this numbing, wanting to numb out this wanting to, um, you know, use substances or tv or whatever like kind of sleep yeah whatever a comfort blanket is um which is okay in small doses but it's like during pisces season especially as we move towards this um jupiter neptune conjunction is really um just being aware being aware of where you are numbing out and um where you're wanting to kind of escape and again tiny doses of that is okay, but just being aware of it, being aware. um, Because I think if you're just doing all of that and you're doing just mostly numbing out, you're going to miss the beauty of what really wants to be born in the next few months um, and this year. So that's another piece of Pisces season that I think can really come to the surface and it can come to the surface um, to help us see like, oh, this is, this is something that you do <laughs> to numb out, whether you're aware yeah. of it, or maybe it just, it comes a little louder. 
Um, so that's something to definitely be aware of too throughout Pisces season. I feel like throughout the year because we have that um, Jupiter Neptune piece with Pisces mm-hmm. this year. Yeah, it feels like a it feels like a really um, Pisces feels like a very it's like an umbrella. <laughs> we're we're in a Pisces year. When we're entering Pisces season, it feels like we're in a Pisces year with Jupiter there expanding it, mm-hmm. and that diffusion is really our ability to see how interconnected we are because Pisces is about our interconnection and moving like past this 3d level where I live in my little house with my little family and we can somehow stay separate. Um, Pisces and Jupiter in Pisces with Neptune hanging out there really feels like um, there is an ask for us again, to step into the, deep mystical truth of our interconnection. Yeah, and I feel like there's a call this year in particular, more than ever, to really step into um, a spiritual practice. Even if you are a deeply spiritual person and you have, um, you know, things that you do and practices and meditations, um, or if you don't, there's a call to step in Mm -hmm. and to, right, and and when I say that, um, it's finding your, your way, what's good for you, but in some way connecting to really ultimately, I, you know, I, I talk about meditation as creating space for yourself, right? And however that looks, there's all different types of meditation, but I think there's really a call this year and to explore, like to also have fun, like just try different things to, you know, have these different experiences. But I think there's a, a, a big call this year. And so particularly in Pisces season, an invitation to um, either step into or deepen or try something new in your um, spiritual or meditation practice. Mm, I love that. That's a great suggestion. Yeah, I love that. Mm -hmm. So as we move into Pisces season, we have the Pluto, um, the Pluto return for the US. And the date is debatable. And we've been in this because Pluto is such a slow mover. We've, we've been in this for a few years. Um, but the, you know, one of the dates <laughs> that they're holding because things shift and it's such a long cycle. Um, but one of the dates that is being held as the date of the Pluto return for the U.S. is February 22nd, uh, which also is 2 um, mm-hmm. So regardless of that's if that's, you know, the actual date, there's a potency in that, mm-hmm. that date anyway. Yeah. Um, and knowing that because we're in the Pluto return anyway, yeah, if there's some like recognition of this in, you know, in a particular chart is um, an exact point that yes, there's still, there still holds that um, energy. And so it's the first Pluto return for the US, right? We're a little baby country having our first Pluto return and humans don't get to experience a Pluto return. So, um, you know, gr- places and, um, you know, structures and things that reign for a long time um, get to have a Pluto return. So the U.S. is having their first Pluto return this month. And so I think you can feel that. I think you can kind of see um, it almost, there definitely feels like there's an energetic division and also there's political division and there's all these pieces. Um, so I think that's just another piece that's gonna really flavor a lot of the year. I mean, it has been flavoring 
in the past few years, but I think it's just getting louder. So that, um, yeah, you know, I'm holding one of the dates as uh, February 22nd as that Pluto return date. Which I think is perfect. Um, Pluto is a slow mover, mover. It's a 246 to 248 year cycle. Um, and it, it's not only the US's first Pluto return, because of when Pluto was discovered, we can look back and see the Pluto returns of past civilizations. But this is the first Pluto return that is being met with any level of consciousness that it is a Pluto return. So that feels to me like we can, like Pluto is change and transformation. So how do we actually catch the energy of this change and transformation and ride it rather than allowing it to swamp us? Because it can swamp us and yeah, Pluto is death and money and wealth and the unknown and transformation. Pluto is also this big, deep energy that wants everything. It wants all of the pieces. Um, because when we have all of the pieces, we can transform from a place that is going to words just flew out of my head. Um, help me out, Alexis. Pick them out of the cosmos here. Help me out. Um, when we have all the pieces, we know which pieces we want to carry with us through a transformation. Um, you know, I, I look at the structures, especially here in the United States where we live, that are struggling right now. And for me personally, those structures can fall. I want the people to, to be moving through this in a, in a higher way. Because if the, the, it's the people, it's the human piece, the, the life piece that is what for me is of value. And so, so the structures and those pieces can fall away and yeah, it's going to be uncomfortable, but how do we catch the energy of the change? Like I'm seeing a kite, which is interesting because I have a kite that I got out stuff to make repairs on. Um, I'm seeing a kite and being able to catch the wind and, and launch that to be able to catch the energy and enjoy the process. And, and even enjoying the process if it's the crying it out even enjoy the process of shedding stuff. And oftentimes we shed stuff and things rupture and the rupture feels scary. And we come through and out the other side of the rupture and things are so much better. They're, they're so much more spacious. Yeah, and I think one of the pieces with Pluto is fear can come up, you know, cause it is death and there is that part of us like, oh my gosh, like I have no idea, this is really scary but we have the choice. We can lean into the fear or we can lean into, um, you know, the trust. I think that's for mm -hmm. one thing that's coming is where my, why meditation might be really important right now, because there it's a trust in what we can't see yet. Mm -hmm. Right. And we, we don't know what's going to be, 
but when we can really just tune into ourselves and into that, you know, the unseen and the unknown that has, that does really have us that, you know, is holding us, um, that that can help us move forward. Cause it's really, you can feel that it's really easy to latch onto the fear. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of people are in that. And what I'm seeing is people creating new things, right? Like Pluto is also power. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like it's taking your power back. And yes, there are many, you know, terrible and scary things happening. And I'm also seeing a lot of beautiful things being created, Mm -hmm. right? So it's kind of, where is your focus? And one of the pieces that came up um, when you were talking is I heard someone say recently that things get really, can be really confusing and hard and painful right before things open up and before that new, right? When you think about death and rebirth, like, yeah, there can be the pain and we have to go through that. And then what comes after is the birth. And you kind of have to go through the stages, but that, yeah, things can be scary and confusing and just, you know, a little messy, especially right before the new opens. And so I'm seeing both. I'm seeing a lot of, you know, the old falling away and a lot of the distorted power, um, you know, kind of pieces. Mm -hmm. And I'm seeing a lot of beautiful new things being created and people really saying, okay, this is, you know, I can't change everything, Mm -hmm. but I can do this. I can create new platforms. I can create new communities. I can create new ways of being. Um, so there are really beautiful things coming out of (laughs) this Pluto return. And I think that's one of the things to hold on to rather than holding on to the fear. And if Mm -hmm. pieces are there, of course, like we have to move through what is really coming up for us and and acknowledge that. But I think that's another piece too, of leaning into the really beautiful things that are being created. And leaning into each other, like we're all human we are all in this together and yeah, we're, there's this divide, especially, you know, I'm going to speak as a citizen of the United States. There is a divide here and it's an energetic divide. It's a very physical, real three-dimensional divide. And Pisces season is about unity. Like I just keep coming back to this Pisces umbrella. And this ask, ask for unity. Um, I know, and I, I know I'm not the only one. Um, there were a lot of us that started working with COVID um, coronavirus energetically back in 2020. Um, and when I energetically just tap into the energy of her, I'm going to go down a weird rabbit hole and y'all can ignore me if you want, but I'm just going there because it's pushing at me. Um, when I, when I work with coronavirus energetically, she is a green skinned woman in a purple, like hooded cloak thing. And she was pregnant for quite a while pre-Delta. She hasn't been pregnant since Delta. (laughs) Um, and we gathered for a, a weekend with our, one of our teachers 
um, Alexis was there. And on the altar was this picture of a green skinned woman in a purple cloak. And I got so excited. I was like, you've got coronavirus on your altar. And it was a South American artist. And the, the painting, the piece of art was labeled Mary Magdalene. And I started feeling into coronavirus as Mary Magdalene. And, and Magdalene's message for me is, is unity. It's, it's sacred union within ourselves of our divine self and our human self. And, and it's recognition that we like unity, like we are all one, which Pisces season is the, the disillusion of self into the mystical oneness of everything. And of course, the, the shadow side of unity is division. Um, if you need a good book, Mary Magdalene Revealed, Megan Watertson, we love you. <laughs> and there's so many places in the past decade that we can pinpoint as this three-dimensional world trying to remind us how interconnected we are, how one piece can move in this part of the world and it affects everything else. And I really, really believe like in my bones that we are being given lesson after lesson after lesson, trying to remind us of our cosmic unity, that we are all life and we don't have to agree. I'm not saying that we have to conform because unity and conformity are two different things. I, I'm seeing all of these examples of the 3D world coming through and being like, hey, could you all like start to recognize that what one person does affects so many? And if it affects so many, all of those people affect so many also. I think about all of the charts that came out at the beginning of the pandemic with one little person and, and it would have a line to like four people and those four people would have lines to four more people each. And how dense our, our ability to spread and how interconnected we are. And so like those whole rabbit hole for me is that all of these moments that we're being given in day-to-day -day life of really tangible moments of here is how interconnected we are. We all breathe the same air. We all breathe the same goddamn air. This is, this is a connection point rather than a division point. And I just feel like I've, I've got my fingers crossed. My hope springs eternal self is like in 2022, we're going to get it. We're going to like the mystical truth. And, and yeah, that's going to maybe it's, well, it's not maybe it is going to rupture some lives because I know that there are a lot of people who have this like independent American spirit and I'm an Island and I don't need anybody else like piss off piss off everybody it, like we all need we we are interconnected there there is nobody i know who is completely and totally self-sufficient 
who can't get by without the internet and cell phones and, and outside entertainment, um, buying seeds, like for people who want to pretend they're off the grid, you still have to buy seeds. You know, you're, you're buying stuff. You're not, we're not as separate as we want to pretend we are. And I just want to like, I want everybody to really lean into Pisces season, <laughs> lean into the fog, lean into the mist, lean into community and connection. And, and this plugging in that can happen, which could potentially carry us through this Pluto return, which is going to affect everyone. It may be the United States Pluto return. And, and that's going to ripple out and plug into, into the whole world. Tangent done. Bring us back to the Pluto return. Yeah, well, a couple of pieces. Um, I mean, one of the pieces is to remember that this is year, like these are the year we're talking about this date, but this has been, we've been in it for years. And I really feel like the start of the pandemic is when, you know, we started to feel the Pluto return. And so we're going to be in it for a few more years. And what I come back to is, you know, we're all, we're all playing a part and a role in this and this evolution as a whole, we come back to that, like wholeness, unity, and we need all the players, you know, so you can be like against this or against that, or, you know, but we actually need all the players. And so it's really coming back to self, to taking, to taking your power back, I feel like is a big piece of, of Pluto is standing in your own power and, and not falling into that victim of all of these powerful forces outside of me are, you know, creating all of these things that are out of my control. And the truth is that we really, you know, and coming back to that Magdalene piece, like it's, it's coming back to this piece of, we are the utmost authority and it doesn't matter. Um, you know, what the outside rules are telling us. And yes, we have to, you know, we want to be, you know, civil people and we, you know, doing the right thing. So I'm not talking about, you know, just like going crazy, but just tuning into that authority, taking your power back and knowing that no matter what happens, everything is playing a role. The things that push your buttons, the, you know, mm -hmm. and the only thing that you can control is yourself. And so, yeah, it definitely feels like there's this power piece of where are you, where are you placing the power? Like, where do you see the power being? And it's bringing it back to yourself of you always have the power. And I think that's really what it is. Like if you can surround yourself with like-minded people and you can surround yourself with, um, you know, people who support your vision and also being aware of what's happening and not not shutting out, you know, I listened to, um, I think it was Van Jones spoke with this about how he follows everybody. Like he, you know, he doesn't follow just people who have the same political beliefs as him and the same, um, you know, you know, beliefs and all of these things. He follows everybody, even if they're really radical and out there. And even if they're very much opposed to what his beliefs are, he follows everybody. And I remember thinking like, yeah, that's right. Cause it's so easy to unfollow people and just like oh, yeah. have your, and you have to know what's right for you. Again, I'm not saying that, you know, but I just thought there was something very real and true in that and that surround yourself with people who support you. 
right? And don't surround yourself with things that just continue to pull you off center, right? But also being open and aware to everybody's um, beliefs and ideas because we're all playing a role in this very, you know, complex game of evolution. And so that feels like a piece too, to remember that this is, we're in this for years, we're gonna be in this for more years, um, but it's just coming up now because of this, you know, date that is seen as the date of the Pluto return. I love, I love that the, the following everyone, um, because it is so, so important to have a like lens and to be able to look at viewpoints other than the, the one that we like, we may be going down this road, but our ability to learn and our ability to shift comes from our ability to be able to hear and take in new information. And, and yeah, a lot of it is not going to ring, but we don't, we don't build bridges and we don't build connection and we don't see the humanity of anyone else. If we're not willing to listen to what they have to say, because I really do believe there's a lot of fear driving things. Like, absolutely. There's lots of fear, like driving the bus. And that fear is being run because people are worried about their families and taking care of their families. And for so many, they see their way of life as how they take care of their families. You know, I, I live in Northern Minnesota. We did, my son and I um, went up to Northern Minnesota for just a little like a weekend vacation a couple of years ago. And of course, mining in the boundary waters is a huge, huge issue here. And the small communities up there, mining is their livelihood and it's what they know. And so while I was as somebody who lives a nice, comfortable life in the city and doesn't have a job associated with mining, it was really offensive to me every time I saw a support line three sign um, because I don't personally believe we should be fracking and I don't personally believe we should be wrecking the boundary waters. And talking to people and seeing it through their lens, it, it's, it's a, they, they view it as a direct threat to their ability to provide for their families it's it's about jobs and buying groceries and being able to view it that way allows us to open up our problem solving ability okay so if the problem is is that you know you're supporting this so you can feed your family what other alternatives can we come up with so you can meet these needs and if we're not willing to listen to everybody, how are we going to problem solve? How are we going to innovate? How are we going to come up with something new? Because we are living right now in a world that someone else imagined, which means we can imagine something completely new. Yes. Yeah, it takes everybody. And so I think that's, you know, that's a piece to just realize um, and I think there will be a lot more unfolding with Pluto as we move through the next few years. So, right, like we're in it. 
for we can't not be in it. So I feel like, you know, we could go on forever on this, but mm -hmm. then, you know, to bring us back into the kind of, you know, what comes next in, in February, as we close out February, we have Venus and Mars aspecting Neptune first and then the North node. So on February 23rd, 24th, um, Mars and Venus will aspect Neptune. So it feels like there's this, you know, they're in the middle of the start of their cycle, Venus and, and Mars. And Neptune is the, um, the big player for 2022, bringing our dreams into being. And so it's, it's kind of the combination when you feel into the three of them, we'll start with that one of Mars, Venus, and Neptune. It's this creation of like seeing the different pieces of what it takes, what we need to see about ourselves, what our deep desires are so that we can create what we want. And so that happens first. And then on the 28th, so to close out February, Venus and Mars trying the North node. So it feels like all of that, all of the themes that are coming up over these next few weeks, particularly with Venus and Mars with this, you know, um, this coming together, also relationships can be mirroring a lot to us during this time. Um, but they're in an aspect to the North node, which I feel like is just pointing us forward. It's pointing us where we want to, to be, to go. And it's not always comfortable, right? We talk about that, you know, that death before the rebirth, like we, things can be a little uncomfortable. And, you know, particularly I say, you know, I use fear um, as an example, that fear is a marker of change and fear is a marker of when you're on your edge and you're about to enter something new. So the North one, I feel like brings that because yes, it is this, you know, flag waving to where you want to go, but it often comes with discomfort. So realizing that too, that even though this is a beautiful aspect, it's not necessarily um, going to come without kind of the kicking and screaming that our egos like to bring. Mm -hmm. And keeping in mind that Mars is our ability to take action. He's, he's kick us off um and what are you dreaming about that you want to move toward and it, it doesn't need to be i know all of the steps just can you take action towards the next step can you value yourself what is your is your self-esteem is your self-worth enough venus to take an action towards your next step in your dream so that action and that step is Mars and that dream is Neptune. Um, so I, it's feeling good. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. And the other piece that's coming with those is, um, you know, just kind of touching on the Venus Mars cycle. They had their first conjunction in July of 2021. Then we had a little bit of space, but they had their second conjunction February 16th and they'll have their third conjunction in March, which we'll get to. So there's this, you know, three point start to their cycle. If you think about it, it's like the new moon of the Venus Mars cycle, but it's, it's long and it's been over these three different meetings, which doesn't happen every time. And so I also feel like it's really showing us um, if we feel into Venus, who's the receptive and the ability to open and receive, and there's Mars who is about taking action um, and really like owning his desires. Um, when those come together, it's like the balance, right? It can't, it, it can't all be about taking action, action, action. There also has to be that ability within us to see 
where, where are my blocks? Where are my resistance to open and to receive what I really want? Because that sometimes is a big one that we, we don't see. It's all about like, well, what are the steps to get me there? So I feel like there's this, this lesson over all of those months of this balance within ourselves of how can we both be open to receive and also take the actions because you can't have one, right? You have to have both. You can't just be, okay, I'm just going to open, open and just be surrendered. It requires that we do things and we take action, right? And so it's that balance. And so I feel like this is going to definitely be highlighted over those few days, especially the end of February um, with Neptune. And then with that North node piece, as we close out February, that it's that balance between the two, that energy Mm -hmm. of that Mars and Venus bring. Yeah. And knowing that like, this is, this is an earth trine. So it is about really being embodied with it. You know, Taurus is the body, which is, you know, where the North node is. Can you, can you bring it in to your, feel it in your body? What does it feel like to receive, whether it's kind words, um, whether it's a loving touch, can you, can you soften and let it soak in rather than like blowing past it? Yeah. And I think a huge part of, um, connecting to what you want is connecting to the feeling of it. Mm -hmm. So that is like, right. Like you can dream up and have a vision board and have all these things, but if you don't connect into the feeling and connect to the feeling often, um, you're, there's, you're missing a point of like really being on that vibration in that embodied way, um, is just so powerful and such a big piece of it. So yeah, that embodied feeling part is very important. I feel like that's the message, this North node. I mean, the North node is going to be in Taurus for, um, you know, the next year, year and a half. And yeah, that message is going to keep coming. So I think with this period that we're in right now, this creation, this, you know, moving towards our deep desires and our dreams that yes, that piece is another big piece of of being able to actually feel it and tune into that feeling is a big part of it. I'm going to resurrect. I don't remember when you put the question forward, but just resurrect for the next 18 months. How do I want my life to feel? Like I remember that was a question and I may have been over, you know, 20 summer, 2021 summer that you had brought this in the first time. Um, and it was just such a beautiful question. How do I want my life to feel? Because that is like, that's embodying it. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to resurrect that, bring it back in, drop it in, put it on your altar, write it on a little card. So you see it. So you're asking yourself that question with this North node in Taurus asking us, how do I want my life to feel? Because we're keeping in mind the South nodes over in Scorpio, which is, is where we're releasing and we're shedding from, you know, I've, I've heard a number of people be like, you know, maybe right now, the best thing you can do is a real nice deep clean and get rid of stuff to just like start releasing your stuff to keep in mind that everything we own has an energetic signature. And, you know, I've been a person, I'm really good at getting rid of stuff. And, and my, I have three questions. Is it useful? Is it beautiful? And this was far before Marie Kondo. 
been doing this since the 1980s. <laughs> and how does it make me feel? Like it may be a completely beautiful thing. And if I have an association that it came from so-and-so and, and there's all this hurt energy around it, it has to go. It doesn't matter if it's beautiful because the energy attached to it is, is a heavy energy that do I really need to carry that forward? Do I need to carry that hurt forward by keeping this thing? You know, and I do the same thing. Like, is it useful? Well, yeah, it's useful, but it's got this, this memory attached to it. Can I clear the memory from it? Honestly, no, I'm not going to, because every time I pick it up, that's what flashes in. Goodbye. And, you know, revisit episode 30, shop your values. We've got a lot of good ideas for recycling and, and sending the stuff in your life away. Because that's a part of this embodied, how do I want my life to feel? I like to live relatively simply because I don't want my life to feel like I'm taking care of my stuff constantly. I don't want to do that. I don't want to take care of my stuff constantly. I want to connect with my humans. I want to, you know, work out with my kid in the morning to complete total ridiculousness. You know, those are the things that's how I want my life to feel. I want my life to be full of laughter and ease and spaciousness. And I want to be able to say like, I never imagined my life would be like this um, because we can ask for it to be better than we've ever imagined. We can have our imagining and we can have how we want it to feel. And like, for me, I want it to feel spacious and, and ease filled and light and full of laughter and love. And I don't know exactly how that's going to work, but I do know that feeling those things, embodying that, how do I want my life to feel, creates more of it. Yeah. So, and that I think is a beautiful question to bring into the new moon that we have. So on March 2nd, we have a new moon in Pisces. So really opening, I feel like it's really opening this window of this um, Pisces theme that we've talked about. It's big for 2022 and it's conjunct Jupiter. So we bring in the expansion that Jupiter wants to bring to our lives. Um, and new moons often are, we can't see everything, but it's kind of, I think that's why that question is probably such a beautiful one mm -hmm. because we can still set intentions around um, what we do know and what we do want to feel. And Jupiter is going to bring expansion to whatever seeds we plant. Um, he is going to bring expansion. And it's also um, aspecting Uranus, who brings in change, who brings in revolution, who really just brings into me this like electric um, activation. So to have a new moon in Pisces um, right on top of Jupiter and aspecting Uranus feels really powerful. It feels like it really opens this window towards that um, Jupiter-Neptune conjunction that we have on April 12th. So yeah, so again, that's March 2nd. And then also that day, we have Mercury conjunct Saturn. So different flavor here, but I think this, they're both in Aquarius. I think this is gonna bring an important aspect of like the reality and the, the the tangible real pieces that we need to see, um, the different perspectives we need to have. Aquarius is an air sign. It's about thinking outside the box. 
and Mercury kind of holds a megaphone up to Saturn, who is really about bringing things in. He's a carpenter. He's like, we're going to build this. Like, okay, yes, you want this stream. And yes, you want to plant these seeds. Well, you also have to do the work <laughs> to get there. And so I think that's going to be really illuminated. I feel like this new moon is going to be a, a beautiful time for deep listening because with Mercury and Saturn there, there's going to be some messages that we really need to hear. Now, Saturn has been in Aquarius for a little over a year and a year and a half, maybe. And so I feel like there's um, just messages of like that long haul. He's, he's there for about three years total. And so I feel like, you know, we're kind of at that midpoint where Saturn has been, we, ha we have been doing the work right? Like we have been doing the work towards the things that we want in our life, right? Even we look at this April date, it's not like things just fall out of the sky, right? It's like, what have we been moving towards? What have we been working towards? And so I feel like this new moon date is a really beautiful time to listen because there's going to be these messages, especially Aquarius is an air sign um, of what are the messages that we need to hear so that we can move forward so that Jupiter and Uranus can expand and bring this activation of all the things that we really want. And so I feel like this new moon is very deeply connected to that Jupiter-Neptune conjunction in April. I feel like there's just this like Pisces door opening for us on that date. And keeping in mind, like with Saturn being in Aquarius, he can be asking us to be working on and building toward new thought forms. Um, because thought forms come in and, and build in the tangible. So Mercury may, may be bringing in, these are the things you need to work on messages from Saturn in a, how do you think? What are your thought forms? Because your thought forms are what are creating our rea your reality. And we're all subject to the realities that we're creating in our heads. Yes. And very closely, so like they'll basically be there at the same time as the new moon, but the next day they hit exact is Mars and Venus conjunct Pluto. So Venus and Mars have been moving very closely together. You can, you can kind of feel when we talk about things, we're like Venus and Mars aspecting this because they're going to have, they're leading up to their next conjunction. So they're traveling very close together as they're they hanging out. Out. Yeah, as they move out of Capricorn, they're going to move into Aquarius together. Um, so March 3rd, Venus and Mars form a conjunction with Pluto. Now, this is the third conjunction that Venus has had with Pluto. So I'll come back to that in a minute. Yeah, so it's big. It's a closing out. And when we talked, we, we mentioned Pluto as being death and transformation. It's really potent. It's really like this, feels like a door closing on the things that we just need to step away from in order to move forward, right? There's this big like transition point, especially because Venus and Mars are gonna be moving out of Capricorn. It's like this last push through Capricorn um, before they enter Aquarius to have that meeting where then they really begin their cycle. They really begin their cycle of creation together. And so the dates of the Venus and Pluto conjunction, we first had Venus conjunct Pluto um, on December 11th and her and Pluto kind of it flavored her retrograde so she went retrograde in December so December 11th she was moving forward hit Pluto 
Then she retrogrades. So she hit Pluto again, moving backwards on December 25th. So that was the second and the first and second time that she met up with Pluto. And so you can take a look back at those dates, what was kind of going on, but she hit Pluto direct the first time, then retrograde, there was kind of this revisiting. Now we get this third and final piece before she can really move forward. And um, I feel like there's this clearing of her retrograde time too, right? All the things that came back um, could be in things that came up in relationship. It could be things that came up around self-worth, like just reflect on your Venus retrograde journey, those 40 days, because this Venus conjunct Pluto third conjunction also happens with Mars. Like she has Mars with her. She didn't have Mars with her the first two times. So it feels like there's this really potent power of moving away from what doesn't serve anymore. What And it could be relationships. It could be things, people, but it also could be, you know, our patterns and the things that we internally do to ourselves. So that feels like, you know, around that new moon time, that's happening as well, that we have this Mars, Venus, Pluto meetup. Yeah, which I love. I'm glad you brought in the, because yeah, visit your journal, go back to December 11th, like read through and see, see what Venus's 40 days and 40 nights in the desert brought up for you. What was it like? Was there drama someplace that you're like, I'm just, I'm done with this drama. Venus and Pluto meeting up. It's like time to close the door on it. Um, let that go. Move on. Was, was there stuff going on in your job? Where was the stuff that was sticky in that, you know, December 11th, moving, moving to March 3rd? right? March 3rd. Conjunction. Yes. The third conjunction happens on March 3rd. Yeah. My my head's holding numbers. Um, Visit your journal, visit, look back at your calendar. What kind of things were you doing? Like however you track your life. So you can make a conscious, a conscious commitment to taking action to move yourself forward. Um, Because Pluto's also our values. So we've got these, these Venus bringing in our values and our self-worth and Pluto, what things do we value? You know, take those with you. We've got to, it's like, there's this theme going on that we're only going to carry forward what we really want. Yeah. Yeah. There's this big transition energy there. Mm -hmm. Um, And then on March 5th, we have the sun conjunct Jupiter, which feels like, it feels like, like the sun coming out after like, you know. Um, the dark moon, right? We have that new moon, that dark moon, and we have Pluto and Mars and Venus. So, you know, much a part of this. And then we have the sun conjunct Jupiter, which feels like it brings this um, opening, this expansion, kind of that light at the end of the tunnel. And it's showing us, it's reminding us the things that we really want, the things that are important to us, those, you know, those feelings and the things we want to manifest in our life. Feels like it's this really important reminder, like it's highlighting that because we talk about, you know, and we keep coming back to this, but I think it's, you know, just because this is Pisces season and it's an important piece is like Jupiter is in Pisces for this year. He'll dip into Aries for a good portion, but he'll finish the year in Pisces as well. So he's bringing expansion to this area. So also look at that area of your chart. What, you know, what planets do you have in Pisces? What house is Pisces for you? what is going on in Pisces? What is being expanded by Jupiter? 
And the sun only brings more illumination to this. It's a reminder of everything that we really want and what is possible. I think, you know, you feel into Pisces and the infinite possibilities and you feel into Jupiter and the boundlessness that he is. It's like, there is so much more than you know. And so I feel like that day just feels really good to me um, that there's this, yeah, coming together, this illumination of all the possibilities and remind, a reminder of that because we get so caught up in what we can see in the day to day. And so just, yeah, taking some time after that new moon, um, particularly around this sun conjunct Jupiter time to like lean in and allow yourself to, you know, remember those dreams and those deep desires that you have, because you have them for a reason, right? The reason you have those things and you want those things and you long for certain things is because they're pointing you towards something like, like your soul telling you, like, here's a little, you know, marker because it's there for a reason. It's going to lead you towards where you want to go. Yeah. I, I get my whole thing. Get out your calendar, get out your scheduler, get out your phone, write it down on this date. Dream big. This is the dream big day. Like dream your dreams and be like, yes, I am claiming this dream. No matter how big it is, no matter like fucking claim that shit, write it on your calendar. Dream big, big, big letters, big, bold, capital letters. Love that. Yeah, because the next day, March 6th, we have the third Venus-Mars conjunction. So they come together, they enter Aquarius together, and they join at zero degrees of Aquarius, which is a really potent, it's a critical degree. And I mean, they move, like they're very close. They move within minutes. So Mars moves into Aquarius, seven minutes later, Venus moves in, and then they meet up um, less than an hour later and they have that third conjunction. So it feels like that, you know, to have the sun and Jupiter, the sun and Jupiter will still be very close then. So it's like, this is all happening right around the same time is Venus and Mars are like, yeah, it's time. Like it's time. This is their third conjunction. They started this cycle back in July. Then they had the second conjunction that we just had February 16th. And now they have this third and final conjunction. Like they're like, it's time. Now we get to actually move through and open into our creations and move forward. And Aquarius is such a revolutionary, such a um, like, you know, bringing these big ideas and these big dreams too um, into our awareness that it feels like to have the sun and Jupiter and this Venus Mars conjunction together um, is very potent. Like it feels like there's this big expansion. And so to lean into the expansion, to lean into your dreams, because the doubts will come. I mean, as soon as you start having big dreams, all the doubts come up of all the reasons you can't, all the reasons why maybe we should put that off and like not think about that because that's just you know not realistic it's not a time to be realistic it's a time to lean into the expansion like does this bring you expansion great that's all really you need to feel um so yeah that that I'm really looking forward to this March 6th third and final Venus Mars conjunction um yeah and the fact that it's at zero degrees of Aquarius just there's a potency there there is such a potency there. It's, you know, I'm just still on the dream big because this is, 
I just think about all the people who are like, well, it's never been done. Okay, great. It's, it's never been done. And history creates a really good map for us. Um, but it's just a map and maps are useful, but they're not true. And if we're just moving from a place of, well, this is how it's always been. There's no innovation in that. And we need that innovation. It's so, so important. So dream big. Maybe write that over two days on your calendar. Yeah. And Aquarius is the sign of inventions. And, you know, that idea that it's an idea first before it's a real thing. Mm -hmm. And, right, like, yeah, it's never been done before because that's the whole point, (laughs) right? Like, that's the whole point. And no one has ever walked your path before, right? Like, it's all brand new to every single one of us. And so, like, when you lean into that and you can lean into this, like inventive revolutionary energy of Aquarius. It's like, oh, okay. Like none of us know what we're doing. None of us know what we're doing, (laughs) right? And so it's like dream big and like lean into the fact that like, if it's, if you know how to get there, it's not a dream, Mm -hmm. right? So don't worry about the details and the how, just believe in it and dream big and lean into the expansion and all of these things that we've been talking about. Yep. Um, and yeah, allow yourself to be in that place. Cause this, this period is just really poet. And as we move towards that Jupiter Neptune conjunction in April, like it depends, right. You have a choice. It depends on what you're focused on. If you just want to focus on, you know, the doubt and the, the fact that it's not realistic and just, you want to stay where you are. Great. You'll stay where you are. And that's okay. Yep. Like there's Good no, for judgment. You. no judgment. And if you want to lean into the expansion and the, you know, the possibilities, that's where you'll head, right? So it's all about where you put your focus. Um, Grab the tiger by the tail. Yeah. It is the Chinese year of the tiger and it is a water tiger, but, but get what you want. Like if it is a dream, if it is a calling, if it lights you up and enlivens you and expands you go and grab the tiger by the tail talk nicely to the tiger grab the tiger by the tail yes um and then a few days later we have mercury entering pisces so mercury now brings his big megaphone following the path of the sun and bringing in all of the messages all the things we need to hear and also highlighting, you know, some of those doubts and those things, because that's, those are things to clear, right? Everything comes up just so we can see it. So all of the things that are holding you back from not believing in your dream, those will get highlighted, but Mercury will also highlight and, you know, um, kind of swing through the messages of Pisces. And these are pieces to help you get there. Right. And we have to have that space to listen again, which is why I think the connecting to that meditation or that space you create to listen is so important, but yeah, we get Mercury entering Pisces on March 9th. Yay. And then the next piece, so we talked about the sun and Jupiter, the sun meets up with Neptune on March 13th. 
So those are the two, you know, the two rulers of Neptune in their home sign and the sun coming by illuminating. First was Jupiter on March 5th and then March 13th, the sun conjunct Neptune, right? So I feel like it's just more of this message on dreaming big. It's more of this message on illuminating the possibilities. Um, yeah, it's just more of that. And it happens at the degree where that Jupiter-Neptune conjunction happens. So I feel like this is a really important day of like, and we're only, and that's only a month away from that conjunction. So we're really moving towards it, right? And as we move towards it, again, all of those things we need to release, all of the doubts, all of the uncomfortable like pieces will show up as well. So knowing that, um, but yeah, it's just more of that highlighting of the things we need to see so that we can get where we want to go. Absolutely. It's beautiful. And so it seems like you're just going to put a repeating event in your calendar <laughs> about dreaming big <laughs> yeah. between March 6th and March 14th as the sun yeah. is. And it also... Um, the thing I'm seeing is that the sun is creating this bridge between Jupiter and Neptune. Mm -hmm. And, and, and it, it is, it's this connection point. It's a bridge that we can walk if we choose to. We don't have to, like, like Alexa said, like you can stay right where you are and there's zero judgment and that's okay. Or you can, you can grab the tiger by the tail and you can dream big and you can say, this, this is what I want. I'm a person who gets everything I want, like my deepest desires. And, and I'm going to do that. I'm going to grab it and I'm going to live it and I'm going to embody it and I'm going to feel it. And yes, like, yes, say yes to yourself. I got to unplug this because I'm going to apologize right now to everybody who's like, we can't hear you, Amy, if you don't have a microphone on, but my, my, my system cut out. So just, I'm going to have to do this the hard way. I'll talk loud. <laughs> no worries. Yeah. But I agree with marking that on your calendar. Um, the Jupiter sun conjunction is March 5th. The sun Neptune conjunction is March 13th and knowing that right they'll they'll also be on either side of this so it's really that that period and yeah I'm seeing it as like this rainbow of like all the possibilities of all the things of right like I love that arc and yeah and that in that arc you get to be with your dream you get to be with all the pieces and it's okay if you know because most likely it will all of the you know doubts and all of those other pieces will come up too and so it's being with all of it, all the pieces, because knowing that all of that will help you get to where you want to go, right? It's not all, you know, butterflies and rainbows. It's looking at all the pieces because it's the full spectrum. So yeah, that leads us to the full moon we have during Pisces season. So the full moon in Virgo is on March 18th, right at the end of Pisces season. And it's in a trine to Pluto. So Pluto keeps coming back around, kind of reminding us, but right there in Earth, they're in a trine and a harmonious. What do you say? He wants us to know he's not done with us. Yes, he's not done with us. And yeah, full moon in Virgo, I mean, it, it really does feel to me like bringing things in, right? It's that channel, that priestess, that bringing the 
touching into spirit, bringing those possibilities into being, into, into reality. And to have Pluto there um, just feels deeply transformative. It feels, it feels deep. It feels like there's a depth to it. Yeah. Right. So that happens again, March 18th. We have that full moon in Virgo. There's a piece um, around meeting our doubts and recognizing that being able to meet our doubts and be like, hello, doubt. I see you. Thank you for the message. This is a stamina building exercise. This is soul stamina. Yeah. Because everybody has doubts. I, I've never met a person in my, you know, ancient 44 years of life that does not have doubts. And how we meet our doubts. And if we choose whether or not to let our doubts smash us down or not, this is a soul stamina building exercise. So talking about this bridge, this, this rainbow that connects all of this, and then the depth of this Virgo moon. Uh, meeting these things, being, being even willing, able to look at your doubts and be like, I have a doubt here. Being able to look at the things that scare us. All of these are, are stamina building pieces. These build our soul stamina. And it's not either or, it's not all rainbows and unicorns and fairies and new age bullshit. It's also the doubts and the fears and the things that scare us. Um, because when we hold both, when we can look at both, when we can see the unicorns and the fairies and all the new age bullshit, along with the shadow pieces, along with our doubt and the things that scare us, the, that's the stamina building that we really need to be able to achieve and, and lean into whether it's achieving a, a ability to receive or, or whether it's achieving the ability to produce. Both matter. And, and we're building stamina towards holding both when we can hold both the light and the shadow. So it just feels like, you know, even knowing that if you just look at your doubt and see it, that's a soul stamina building step. When you can look at the doubt and you can see it and you can lean into it, there's another step. When you can decide, you know what, I'm not going to let that doubt rule shit. There's another big step. So these are steps towards building your stamina. Yeah. And I was just laughing at the words I used earlier of, I think I said, it's not all butterflies and rainbows, but the butterfly came up again of like, yeah, it's not the, you know, people want to just look at the, you know, the light or like the full bloom or the, you know, um, butterfly with its beautiful wings. It's like, well, what did the, what did it take for the butterfly to get there? Right. It literally had to turn to goo <laughs> in a cocoon, die to its old self to get there. And so to me, that also feels like a big part of Pluto and that trans, like that transformation of it's all of it. Um, and each stage is important and each stage is beautiful in its own way. And there's a lesson in each stage and even the rainbow, like it's a full spectrum of all the things, right? It's full spectrum of all the emotions, um, 
of all of it. And that's really what Pluto, I think, you know, emphasizes is it takes all of it. It takes all of all of our emotions, the good, the bad, and otherwise to bring us through the transformation. So yeah, that was kind of coming. And um, again, that full moon, you know, full moons bring illumination. They bring um, kind of insight and understanding. So looking back to that new moon that we had in Pisces, the beginning of the month to the full moon in Virgo on March 18th, there is that journey of like, especially because we're holding this, this dreaming big, we're holding these, you know, illuminations of Jupiter and Neptune. It's like, well, then we get this full moon. So now where are we now? How do we see now what has come into our life? Um, you know, especially just in that short period of time, I feel like it's a very potent <laughs> little portal from that new moon to full moon in Virgo um, and holding all of that that has come up in between, right? When we fill into that, that bridge, that Jupiter, Neptune um, kind of arc of holding our dreams, like that new moon to full moon period feels very transformative in itself. Yeah, the question that um, came up when you were talking about like wanting all of it, that like just an invitation for everyone to sit with, do you want all of yourself? Like, do you want all that you have to offer yourself? Because that's really leaning into your own Pluto energy is wanting all of yourself. Wanting to see all of it, that full spectrum, back to that rainbow, the full spectrum. Do you want all of yourself? Yes. Yep. I love it. And then, yeah, March 19th. So just, you know, the very end, the last kind of big transit of Pisces season is Venus square Uranus. Now Venus is an Aquarius. So her and Mars start to separate and, you know, go their separate ways and um, take action in their own ways. <laughs> and Venus and Aquarius, they're in each other's home signs, Venus and Uranus. So Venus is in Aquarius, which Uranus rules and Uranus is in Taurus, which Venus rules. So, right. You can feel this um, kind of in each other's home sign territory, like they're flip-flopped and it's a square. So it feels like there is this kind of challenge point of, I mean, what's really coming up really loud is the ability for Venus to open and receive um, and the kind of poking at that, like, how can that be even bigger? I feel like Uranus brings this um, kind of like up-leveling. <laughs> so how can you up-level in your ability to open and receive? And yeah, it just feels like a very activating day. Um, again, dropping in all the pieces and, and the things that we need to listen and hear for in order for us to, you know, keep going, to keep evolving, to keep moving towards our dreams. Um, but yeah, and I think it's interesting that they're in each other's home signs as well. That's super, super interesting and fun because it's, um, it's our little, it's our little equinox energy you know, this, this shift into Aries season that happens at the end of Pisces season is spring equinox here in the Northern hemisphere, fall equinox in the Southern hemisphere. Um, for anybody who really wants to lean into that, I've got a half day workshop and a fire walk on March 18th in the Venus square Uranus energy. 
Um, what are you willing to receive? And keeping in mind that because they're in each other's home signs, to some extent, they're answering to each other. <laughs> mm. you know, Uranus is saying, well, Venus, what do you want? Because I'm in your home. And Uranus, Venus is saying, well, Uranus, what do you want? Because I'm in your house. But they're in this kind of contentious aspect of a square. Um, so it's just, it's interesting. It's interesting energy for there to be like, who answers to whom? And we're at each other's houses, but we're, so it's, yeah. It's, it's gonna be, it's gonna yeah. be I'm seeing like Uranus, like holding the like, okay, like we're up-leveling, we're up-leveling. And especially cause he's in um, Taurus, there is this embodiment piece, right? He's in Venus's home sign. And then there's this contention of, um, you know, the resistances to opening and the resistances yeah. to receive, right? For, and so there's this kind of conversation of like, we can up-level, we can like get the things we want. And then it's kind of seeing the places where we hold ourselves back, where we hold those blocks and those pieces. So yeah, it feels like there's this conversation back and forth, which when you can feel into that, feels more helpful than to just be in the stuck like, no, I don't want to open. And right. So knowing that that's going on that day. And yeah, right before we enter Aries season feels mm -hmm. like a piece of it, right? We have that full moon and this energy as we close out Pisces season, because then yeah, on March 20th, we enter Aries season. We enter into this birthing of this new year and this um, new energy, right? That, and that's where that's the season where that Jupiter Neptune conjunction happens. So it feels like we have a lot of, you know, stuff to see and to, you know, sort through in Pisces season. Um, and then, you know, then we get to Aries season, which will be a whole different flavor. There's a lot of, there, it feels like things are moving fast right now and asking a lot of us, because it is, <laughs> feels that way because it is, that's for real. Um, and yeah, happy Pisces season. This is Amy, and I just want to thank you for joining us today on our meanderings and our wonderings. If you're enjoying our podcast, leave us five stars. We would love that. And if you'd like to reach out to either of us, both of our websites are listed in the show notes. So enjoy, and until next time.